0: Okay, we're learning Daav Shachamachem. We're starting from the two dots, two lines down. And we're still analyzing uh, the Mishnah. The Mishnah was going through the procedure of how the Carbon Pesach was brought by al Yisrael. So the Mishnah had mentioned that there were three separate groups. So the Barisah teaches, Tana, nikri, <coughs> it's The last group, the third group, the smallest group is called the Lazy Guys because they came last. So the Gemara has a very simple question about this observation. Someone has to be last. So what, do you, what, what, what should happen? Everyone should be in the first two groups, but then someone inevitably has to be in the last three groups. So like, what, what, what's supposed to happen? It's their fault? So the Gemara says, what should they have done different? So the Gemara says, you're right. Someone's lot is to be the last person, but nonetheless, on our own personal level, a person should always strive not to be from the last group, but the tiny like it says, in a Brisa, Rebbe Omer, Iyev Shalolom, Balo Borsi. There are certain inevitabilities in life. Someone in the world is going to have to be a tanner. I mean, certain people are gonna be working with uh, Samim. Samim are the beautiful smelling spices or whatnot. But then someone's gonna to have to be working with leather. Someone's gonna produce it. So that's the disgusting smells that, 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 are, that are around the shop and the hides all day. So someone's gonna have a job that, that's gonna make them smell good. And someone's gonna to have to have a job that makes them smell bad. Smell bad. That's just the way the world works. But even though there's that sense of inevitability, but ashrim ish, but still fortunate is the person who's working with the perfumes and what are the person who's the, who's working with the leather and the same thing with boys and girls. It's just inevitable. Some babies that are born are going to be boys. Some will be girls. Ashrim har. but still lucky is the person who has the boys. And, and the person who has the girls is, uh, is not lucky unclear exactly why. The Gemara does not tell us, but it seems definitely in the olden times, the financial burden of the girls was much greater than the boys. Perhaps that has something to do with it. It's not uh, an intrinsic thing that boys are better than girls. But at any rate, so what's the point of the Gemara? It's a very interesting takeaway because the Gemara is basically saying it's inevitable, but you're lucky if you're not from the bad ones. So here's the same thing. You, someone's got to be last, but a person who's fortunate And not to be that way, it still seems to be some sense of mazel that it always ended up that the lazy ones were in the third group. Okay, continues the Gemara. So we said that the same thing, remember the Pesach is Dol So the same thing that happened if Pesach was a regular weekday, what happened if... It was a Shabbos, with the exception of one point. It says that they used to wash the floors. Remember, washing the floors, the Bessimitrash's floors are made of stone. It would be a lot of blood, but there was a stream of water, the Amas Amayim, that flowed through the Azara. So they would stop it up, which means that the, the water would get blocked up and would rise up. And then they would open it, and all the water would, 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 would roll out together, pushing out all the blood together with it. So they would do this process on Shabbos, and they, that was something that was That was something that the Chachamim did not agree to. So the Gemara says who, who Who is this Chachamim? And what the Gemara is going to bring us into is that remember there's a basic rule that ain't, that was by Mikdash, which means even if something is also awesome, a drabbonah in the base of Mikdash itself, we don't we're not gozer. We learned that at the end of the Erev many many examples. So w- it, seemingly washing a floor is only a drabbonah, at worst, you know sometimes we have a drabana about washing a floor, or cleaning a floor because it might bring you to lashvi gumos where you might come to level out. The, the holes and the crevices in the floor, which would be an act of bona. So there's a general act outside uh, in general to make, uh, to make uh, some sense of sweeping the floor. But that's usually we would assume that's a draw bonus, So in the base of Mikdash, that wouldn't seem to be such a big deal. So why would someone object to this washing of the floor on Erev Pesach Bashab? So the Gemara says, You're right, it doesn't mean. That it was against what most of the Chagam believed in. It means it's against what one ton of Rabbi Lezer held, the But if you go like the Rabbanon, they hold the sweeping of floors only in the Rabbanon, the Inchvosba Mikdash. Now what is this Rebbe Lezer, Tanya? And here we're going to learn a few things which are not, this is just introduction. In order to get to what we need, we're going to get to the end of the price. But the prices starts off talking with like random dinaman chabas, somebody who milks an animal. So that's a problem milking an animal is a problem on Shabbos. What's the problem? So it's a form of mefarik. Mefarik is a told of Dosh Dash, dash remembers like you have those little kernels that are stuck in the case and you pop out the kernels, it's stuck inside, and now it's not. You brought it outside, if it's an extraction, that's a problem. So mefarik is like that. So it could be like squeezing fruits or the milk is stuck inside of the animal, inside of the udder. So when you milk it and you bring it out, that's a form of mefarik. So cholev, not mechavitz. So mechavitz is when you're you're, 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 you have milk and you want to get the whey out of the, of the other part, the thinner part of the milk with the thicker part. So, so, you're, so, so when you're doing that, they, whatever they put in, whatever enzyme curdled the milk exactly, but whatever you're putting in that curdles the milk, you're separating the parts and creating the separation that the thin part, the the liquidy part will go one way and the thicker, fattier part of the milk will go the other way. So that's forbidden. I'm a gavin is where you actually take you already have the hardened parts, but afterwards you wanna, you wanna stick them together. You wanna stick them together and, and, and make like a, blo- a block of cheese. So in all these cases, all of, we have more first. Hamachaved, someone who is gonna sweep a house. This is the part that we want. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Skip skipped a word, kegrogres. Kegrogres means if a person does this, the size of a grogress, then they are chive. Grogres is the size of a fig. So that's, you know, by shiurim in general, when you eat a forbidden food, the shiur is the a kazayas. And Hilchashab is to do with Maishim Alacha. It's only Chashuv when you're doing the amount of a. Um when you're doing the amount of agrogress. So if you do this to the amount of agrogris with the cheeses or for the milk, then you're chayef. Now, the price moves on. This is the part that we want. a someone who's sweeping a house. And here, doesn't even mean, it's not even like sweeping. You're just pouring some water. I don't even say pouring. You're just a little bit. You wet the floor in order to make sure that the, none of the avak, none of the sand or the dust will come up. So it is a form of sweeping, just in a different way. ha ro de chalos Somebody who gets the, takes off the, 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 the honey off of the, the honeycombs, off of the beehive. He takes down those chalos tavash, those uh, honeycombs. He takes them off. So this is an interesting thing. Rabbi Lezer and Shab Shabbos, Darshan, said that's an av malacha of kotzer, that it's as if they're growing, from the hive, and when you cut them off, it's a form of kotzer. Now the Rabbanim we're going to see disagree with that, because it's not really literally like attached and growing from the beehive. Rabbi Lezer has a, a unique thing, where it's compared to the yard, compared to the forest, just as cutting off a piece of wood would be kotzer, so too cutting off the, taking, taking away the honey comes from the beehive is an act of kotzer. This is, this is all Rabbi Lezer's opinion. So varodah, those three things, those three things, Rabbi Lezer holds that those are Avmalah. Rabbi Lezer's opinion is that sweeping floors, is not a that you might come Rabbi Lazar holds it's a tikkun in the floor and if it's a tikkun in the floor then it's an act of opinion that is only Rabbi Eliezer's opinion we see right away that the Kham disagree whether this or that now what are the Chum disagreeing on the Chum agree to the first three milking curdling the milk pressing the cheese those are things the Kham do agree to the hachamim are going in the last three things that were said the sweeping of the floor where you pour some water on the floor to make sure the dust doesn't come up and where you take off the honey comes from the honey, from the, from the beehive. In all those cases, it's only, it's only a, uh, only a dura So that is the machlokas that we want. This is exactly what we have now relevant to us. In the base of mikdash. according to Rabbi Lazar, let it's a dar Isa, so is shalobaratsam chalchamim. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be happy. According to Rabbanon, it wouldn't be a problem. Now, Taisis is very bothered by this because the Gemara in Shabbos says black and white, that even Rabbi Lazar only holds this is true when you're dealing with some sort of a dirt floor. Because then it's a ticker when you pour the water in the dust, so on and so forth. But here, the base of Mikdash was milked out of stones, the marble. So, so how in the world, if you have some blood that's you know, rising on the floor, I understand it's dirty, but pouring the water, that's not an act of binion. How can that be an act of binion? You're cleaning, I understand. But to be an act of bonad, has to be working mamish with the ground itself. So this is a big problem that Tosos asks. doesn't seem to have a clear answer here, but... At any rate, the Gemara is assuming that washing away the floors in the base of Mikdash and would be a daraisa, right? so, so he would object. Mashenkin, according to the Chachamim, it's only a rabbanon, so in shlos by Mikdash. There wouldn't be an objection to cleaning off the floor with the blood. That's the first approach of the Gemara. Says the Gemara's Second approach, Rav Ashi Amar, Afilu It could even be going not like the Ratzon Chachamim who normally hold that it's a rabbanon ain't by mikdash. So, what would the problem be for so He the answer is we're going like Reb says in the of hitiru. not you know broad sweeping rule than any drabonets you could do in the base of mikdash. It's only when it's a shvus that's tzricha, tzricha means it was vital for what was going on. So, if it's something that's very important, there was a pressing need. For example, just to give an example, like the Mishnah and Erev spoke about if one of the instruments of the of the levium would break. So if you have a way of tying the knot in a drabunan way, so we'll say angels by mikdash. Or if the Kohen um, he had like a, a problem with one of his bandages and to dress the wound, that was another example, but we'll say angels by Mikdash. Certain examples like that where it was necessary for what was going on, so we'll say it. Here, cleaning the floor, I mean you might think it looks nicer, but it's not really important in the overall service of the base of Mikdash. And since it's not that important, even though it's only a drawbunan. But still, the chachamim objected to it, and they said you can't use the rule of ein shvos ba mikdash to wash the floor. So, according to the Bravashi, Shalom Baratz Chachamim was against all of the Chachamim, even though the rabbanon holders only the rabbanon. But they still didn't wash the; they didn't want the floor being washed. Okay, continues the Gemara. So, what happened at the end of the Mishnah, Rabbi said like this: After this whole assembly line thing, you have to imagine there was a lot of blood on the floor. Now, just as an introduction, why would there be a lot of blood on the floor? First of all, because they didn't bother catching all the blood. Only blood that's kosher for Zrika is dam that's from the chios of the animal. The initial blood that comes out, which is the dam achios, which is from, we say the life blood of the animal, that's the blood that's kosher for Zrika. The rest of the blood, which is called dam tzis, the blood that drains out of the animal afterwards, it's ineligible for Zrika. We don't care about it. Bachlau. So all that blood's going to be on the floor. That's first of all. But second of all, and this is what we're going to focus on, they have this huge assembly line, and mil- we learned yesterday, millions of carbonos being brought. So Inevitably, maybe something's going to spill. And if something's going to spill, then there's a big concern that someone didn't fulfill their mitzvah of Karban pasach. Because if a cup spilled on the floor and they didn't make it down the assembly line to the Kohen who threw it on the, on the mizbeach, then someone doesn't have a din of Zerika from their carbon. So Rabbi Huda said, I have an idea. Rabbi Huda says, let's take a cup, Kohen would just randomly take a cup, go to the floor, scoop up blood and throw it on the mizbeach." And then we'll we'll take away any suffolk, even if there was blood that was spilled that didn't make it. Now we picked it up and threw it. So now we're going to analyze what the what Reb was trying to accomplish and what the Rabbanan didn't like about this, because the Mishnah said that the Rabbanan did not agree to this. Zok Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda this Rabbi Yehuda says in Avrazi he elaborates The coin fill up a cup that was mixed on the floor. And you already see me HaTaruvah because who knows what other blood is there. The Rebbe is going to assume that it's mixed up somewhat. What's the reason? Because if the blood would have, one of them, would have spilled on the floor before it went to the Mizbech, what you're going to accomplish is that by the Kohen taking this blood, he'll be it. He'll accomplish that he will assume he has some of the blood of the carbon pasach, And if, as long as there's some of the blood of the carbon pasach, it will be applied to the Mizbech and it will be kosher. So, the blood wasn't So in order to understand this, you have to understand there's two steps. The, blood, the carbon is shaed, then right away is Kabbalah. Let's say for whatever reason, before the Kabbalah, the blood spilled on the floor. In general, in the base of Mekdosh, What's the rule? That's called Nishpach adam, before Kabbalah invalidates the blood. The, the, the blood is ineligible to be applied in the mitzbech even if it does it doesn't work so if the blood spilled before it was or bakli, if someone messed up all the way back where the animal was slaughtered it's not going to help to pick up the blood now However, let's say there was a Kabbalah and it went into a Kli. Subsequently, after the Kabbalah, it spilled before the Zeriko, then the carbon could totally be good as long as you pick it up and spill. So what the Rabbanon are saying to Rabita is, you're concerned that maybe the blood didn't make it. But why are you assuming that the blood was in the Kabbalah in the first place? If you're right. If the blood was in the Kabbalah and then it spilled, you it. It's a good, It's a good aid set to pick it up. It's a nice solution. But if it was never in a Kli, then you're not doing anything by picking up the blood from the floor. So I'm, like, I'm going to say, it's Kabbalah What's the Rebbonim's real problem? Maybe, maybe Reb agrees. Meaning, like, take a shot. You know, we don't know, but it's possible. So he may as well attempt it. So some of the Rishonim say that the lashon of Reb Yehuda was mashma that it for sure works. Reb Yehuda was mashma like my solution is is ironclad, and that's what the Rebbonim are saying. Like, why are you so sure? That's what some Rishonim explain. Other Rishonim explain, and this is a subtle nuance of a machlokas. Uh, is there any downside to doing this? It's, let's say the blood did spill before the, before the Kabbalah. So the blood won't create a kashras. Is it usr to throw it on the Mizbeh? This is a big machlokas. So if you hold that it is usr, that could also be what the Ravon don't like. They're basically saying to Rabbi, they're not only why are you so sure, you're trying to make a solution, which is also might be an avira. You might be doing a prohibited thing. You might be taking blood, which is before the Kabbalah, and applying it on the Mizbech, which is not supposed to be done. So that's how we have showing him how to learn this Gemara here. Is the issue, what are you accomplishing? Or is the issue that you might be even be doing something wrong? So, so the Gemara now says back, Menah yadi, but how did the Rabbanan know? How did the Rabbanan know it wasn't accepted? So the Gemara explains very quickly, ishem, bakli. we're saying, maybe not. We're not saying for sure it wasn't Nizkavu. But maybe it was never Nisqabu So maybe you're either accomplishing nothing Or maybe it's forbidden to throw the blood the way that it is So says Rabi back So now we understand very well what the Rabbanan are saying to Rabi They're saying, why are you making the premise it was Nisqabu Bakli? So Amr Lehan, Rabi this says back Afan ni I only said that the coin should get, grab the blood Should pick up the blood and throw it Al bin Akhanami. I only meant as long as we know That it was Nisqabu Bakli originally so the Kumar says, Yeah, but Minayada, how are you going to know? That's the whole point. It spilled. Your Khoshish it spilled. But you're saying you for sure know that it didn't spill before the Kabbalah. How would you know that? So the Kumar says, Koanim's reason. This is an amazing Gemara. We have this a few times where you just assume Kohanim's reason, no mistakes are made. There's no possibility that a Kohen made a mistake and messed up and didn't catch the blood of, uh, straight away from the animal. For sure he caught it. So there's no tzad, says Rebikita. Konim's reason. For sure it was Niscabal Bakli. So Fraqti Kumar, wait a second here. So, why would it spill at all? What are you assuming happened? Oh, the Kabbalah was good, but then the assembly line somehow messed up and it spilled. So the Kumara says, because of their reasons, because they're so conscientious, sometimes they're in such a rush that it could end up uh, spilling. So in other words, they have the whole assembly line and they're running with the whole thing. It might slip and it might fall out of their hands. So what are we saying? We're assured that the Kabbalah happened. There, there's no possibility the Kabbalah didn't happen. We are concerned that dafka, because of their great amount of alacrity, it spilled before it reached the Mizbech. So now, I know on that side, the blood that's there on the floor is Kasher dam because of his Nishpach, La'acher Kabbalah. It's good. So Dr. Then we should go, we should go pick it up and, um, and, and, and and do his rika, Okay, very good. So now we understand the two the, 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 the if we would stop right here, shout in the machlokas would be is making a premise, Koanim's reason for sure there was a Kabbalah, just we're not sure if it afterwards it's built. So take a risk. Shemak, why not take a solution? You have nothing to lose by picking up blood and throwing it. And the Rabbanon old, yeah, you're not, we're not so sure that Konim's reason him that there ever was a Kabbalah. So there is a downside. The downside is maybe it wasn't his Kabbalah bakli, and you're either accomplishing nothing or it might even be forbidden to throw that blood on the Mizbach. But now the Gemara raises another issue. But what about all the Dhamma So remember, all the blood which comes out after the damachios, that blood is ineligible for Zrika. That's the Dhamma the blood that drains out of the animal afterwards. So what's the Gemara's question? It's all mixed in. So what's the Kasha? So again, is the Gemara's question that you're accomplishing nothing, when it's oh, the overwhelming majority here is going to be dhamma Tamsis. okay we could say that or we could say even worse it might be usher to throw the dhamma Tamsis on that's good that here it's much harder blood that's from the dhamma Chiyas that was spilled before the before the before the kabbalah that we understand might be usser to throw dhamma Tamsis, most we shown him virtually all we showed him except for one rashi in hold uh, that it's not usser to throw dhamma Tamsis. it's just nothing so what's the bothering the gemara of hello dham is that that you're doing anything, is basically what's bothering the Gemara. Now it's a little hard again, but if there's no downside, then why not? So maybe what the Rabbanan are saying is, but you don't make a Takana to do such a thing because the possibility of it actually working is very low. Dama Tamsis a boat. you probably only have Dama Tamsis here. And as we'll see in a second in the Gemara, what's really bothering us is that if it's the majority is Dama Tamsis, then it will nullify the little bit of the dam that is the Dama achiyas. So what, what are we doing? We have the Dama Tamsis here. Zaktik ma Dhamma, Dhamma Tamsis, Dhamma alger opinion is that the Dhamma Tamsis is considered like review that does not distinguish in between in, in, in categorizing Dama and Dhamma Tamsis. There's no such thing. All Dama is created equal. The Tanya, as it says in a Brahsa, Dhamma Tamsis Bazara. The Old in terms of the Isr of drinking blood. Nothing to do with Kachim In terms of the Isr of drinking blood, that the Isr Karis is only on the chios, but the Dhamma Tamsis is, is, does not have Karis. It's User to drink it. There's an Azhara, but there's no kares. The severity of kares is not there. you the not B kares, if the disagrees. Even the Dhamma Tamsis has kares as well. So since I see that review that equates the Dhamma Tamsis with the Dhamma in regard to the severity of caries, so presumably the Gemara is saying, who I did for the Zurika of Kachim? The Zerika of Kachim, we're making an assumption that it can only be the Dhamma That only makes sense in the Rabbanon who categorized the Dhamma Tamsis separately from the Dhamma But if he review that Dhamma Tamsis has Kareis as well, it's the same thing. It's in the same category. So we should assume it's kosher for zrika, So Givaldic, even if it is from the Dhamma Tamsis, it could still be eligible for the Zerika uh, to be machshar sure the carbon, so the Kamar says back, that's not true. said in Even though Rebuda equates equates damatamzus with damachias in regard to the severity of Kareis, he agrees that for it to create Kapara for a carbon, only the damachias does that. Mishum shenemer, what's the lashon of the pasuk? Yechaper, the blood is that through being the nefesh it's yechaper. What do we see? Tabodal Mekbeis, damshah nefesh, yotzah abo mechaper. It's only the blood that comes out when it's dying, when the animal is dying, that it could create atonement. Damshah nefesh, yotza abo eno mechaper. So, there's two dinim. There's the laws of the iser of drinking blood. There, Reb does does not distinguish with damachias and Tamsis. But then there's a different din, the din of kapara, the kapara that comes through the applying of the blood on the mizmech, that halacha is specific to the dam ha-nefesh, you that agree to that, as we see from the lashon of the pasuk. There is a very famous Ramban in the beginning of Bayikra who elaborates on this theme, and he explains that the idea is that the blood that emerges when the soul when the soul is dying is called the micro of the nefesh. It, 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 it's like a representation of the full animal because this is the life of the animal. If the animal is dying when this blood comes out, this is the life. So this is the life. That's when it's put on the Mizbeach, we say it gets kapara. It's not shot Stam, you put blood from the animal. You put the, the life of the animal on the Mizbeach. That's the concept. So even Rebuda agrees that Dama does not affect kapara. So we're back to Akasha if we're going to have uh, the majority of Dhamma Tamsis be in this cup, even on the raw, on, on the possible chance that you get a little bit of Dhamma Chiyos, the majority will be Dhamma Tamsis, so it should be nullified inside of the Dhamma in, Tamsis. And again, most Rishonim learn virtually that there's no isra in throwing Dhamma Tamsis, but what's bothering the Gemara is the fact that the, the little bit of Dhamma Chiyos should be nullified in the greater amount of Dhamma Tamsis. So the Gemara says back, El-Rabidu L'tayme Dhamra'in Dhamme Vataldam Rebidu Blood does not Blood. Why is this? This is a general sheet of Rabi in Tarovis. Rabi holds min bimino, low batil, that two like substances, physical, physically like substances, blood and blood, even if one has one halachic status and one has a different halachic status, there's no din of betil. The Rabbanon know that there's betil even in min bimino. So according to the Rabbanon, if damat tamsis is the majority, it would nullify the little bit of damachios. it would be as if the damachios is not there. So even on the chance that it's there, halachically it doesn't exist. So you're accomplishing nothing by throwing the blood, So since it's not bottle, it will exist. So even if the majority is damatamsis, but it's still a good solution to take the cup and pick up the blood from the floor because on the chance that you're getting damachias in there, then you will be able to provide kapara for the carbon. So what comes out? We have a machlokas review in the Rabbonin about whether it makes sense to say the coin should pick up from from the floor and throw it on his back. It sounds like this. We, are, we have a safe assumption that the blood was not spilled before the Kabbalah because Kohenim's reason. We have a possibility that it spilled before it made it with him his behalf because Davka because of those reasons maybe they were too fast and, they, and it spilled out of their hands Does't make sense to institute that we should pick up blood from the floor and throw it Rebuda says yes because even if the homo overwhelming majority is domatomsis and we still say mimimino immunlobutto, so you'll accomplish a kashras of the carbon The Rabun say no, even if there will be a little bit of damachiyas it will be batul on the majority of Dhamma damatomsis so therefore there's no reason to legislate to pick up the blood Blood from the floor. Okay, continues the Gemara. Tanya it says in a says to According to you, according to you, that what that we're not going to pick up the floor. Then we're not going to pick up the blood. Lama Why did they have a practice? That they, would, um, that they would stop up the hole in the Azara so that all the blood would gather. It seemed that this was known, that that was the practice. And then when they bring in the Karpens Pesachim in the Besa Mikdash, they would plug up the hole the, where, the, where the drain to make sure that the blood stayed. Bishama like Rabbi Yehuda, is very good because they wanted to make sure that the blood didn't go away just to make sure that they, if it would spill, they would pick it up. But if you go like the Rabbanon, we're not going to do that. So if you go like the Rabbanon, why not just let it drain? Why, we, why are we stopping it up on Arab Pesach? So the Gemara says, back, Amrullah So the Khaham defend themselves. They say, Aaron. They did it as a, a as literally a praise to the Bini Aaron for the Kohanim. She Badam that they should walk around with blood up to their knees. What was the Shvach? It would show how beautiful it was for the Kohanim that nothing was disgusting to them. They, they were so into the avoda that the fact that they were knee deep in blood made no difference to them. It was a, a, something that they were happy to be doing. And even though all these millions of carbonos were making it, look at how much blood was filling up the whole room. It was a shvachul ibn Aaron that it didn't bother them as well. So, this is the reason why they would do that. So as the Gemara of Al-Kachayetz. What about a chatzitza issue? What's the chatzitza issue? The koanim have to be, uh, uh, their feet have to be on the floor. That's a din. There can't be any chatzitza there. It has to be, the, the Ritzpah's Mekadesh, as the Gemara of elaborate. so if there's anything that's chatzitza, it's no good. So the blood should be a chatzitza. So the Gemara says lachu. It's a moist substance. Anything that's moist, it's Hadamva Regarding This is in general, uh, regarding blood, ink, of milk, dvash, and honey, all liquids. A yevashim, once they've dried off they are a chatzitsa but laqim, when they're still wet ain't chatzitsa uh, moist things don't make a so fine so there's no chatzitsa issue says the Gemara become manayu, but their clothing the big day kahuna will get dirty V'tanian, we learned in a price so how you've Medush, Josh, involved, let's say a coin does the avoda with his big day kahuna but they were dirty what's the avoda is no good very interesting halacha it's not the dinner of the big day kuna has to be as the Pasuk says l'chavor l'usifaris so the Gemara is that if they were dirty it's not l'chavor Safaris. And therefore it's it's as if he's not wearing the big dekuna, So it's when if you don't if the coin does davoda without big dekuna, it's no good. So if they're going to be doing it, and it's going to be getting so dirty, so it shouldn't be a good avoda. maybe you're going to answer the madulumanyu, maybe they would pick it up. They would lift up the whole bottom of the of the shirt thing that went all the way down, they would pick it up and make sure that, that it wouldn't get dirty. But it says in the Bible, says, Midovad. the coin should wear it. Midovad. Midovad is mashma, the way that it fits him. Each person they used to get, like, you know, they would go for a fitting, a custom made big day kahuna. Everyone were wearing custom sized. It shouldn't be too short, it shouldn't be too long. So it has to be done perfectly. Now, what's the Gemara's question? This is very hard. So, okay, very good. That's a din that the Begadim have to fit well. Therefore, there's a halacha in the Maisa avoda that you can't pick it up. There's two dinim. There's one din in the Hefsa of the Begad. And the Begad has to be a fitting Begad. But who said there's a din that when you're doing the avoda, it has to be, you know, going exactly to the perfect length. What's bothering the Gemara? So the Bishonim explained very interesting that inevitably the coin was going to need his hands at some point. He can't always have his hands picking it up. So what's he going to do? He doesn't want to get it dirty. He can't get it dirty. So he's going to put like a, he's going to pick it up and put like a belt higher to keep it in place. And the Gemara in Zvachim says that that, when you put a belt and I raise it, it's as if that's the of the begit. It changes the of the begit. If you keep it in place and now it's not going to the floor, it's as if the begit doesn't reach the floor. And we say, the belt that's holding it higher literally chops off the bottom because now that's the way it fits. So in that moment when they were going to make, again, they always have to make sure their bottom isn't getting dirty, and they don't always have their hands to pick it up. So what are they going to do? They're going to tie it higher and keep it in place with a belt. And when they do that, it changes the fitting. It changes the very size of the begad And in that moment, the begadivar and a very big chiddush from the from the rishonim how to learn our gemara. All the gemara says is maybe they'll pick it up, but maybe that's the issue is that they'll actually really be changing the size of the begad when they do it. So how do we do this? So the gemara answers, you know what? You're right. We wouldn't allow them to do the avodah with, with, the, with all the blood by real avodas. We only let them do it when they're carrying the ivarim to the kevesh. The Avarim is after the, the Zerika is already done, and now they're going to burn the imurim. So there was an avodah of carrying the imurim to the Mizbeach, and that's where the lavavodah, that's not a real avodah. Since that's not a real avodah, that's when they're allowed to lift up their clothing. Now, there's an obvious question on this: is what would they do for the other avodas? So that we'll see in a second in the Gemara. But just to be patient until then, the Gemara's is trying to figure out during which avodas is the shvach coming out, because the whole point is we want to do a shvach that we're saying, "Oh, look, that they don't care, and they're going to pick up, they're going to pick up their, their big day b- b- kuhuna. So the Gemara says, "Well, wait a second. Below is it really true that the loch of barum is not avoda baikuna? Only a coin could do it. A czar is not allowed to do it. And if only a coin could do it, then it has a din of avodah." Avodahi, where do we see this? What's the Pasuk talking about? That's an avodah of the coin carrying all the limbs that need to be burned onto the, onto the kevash. So if it has to be done by a coin, then the chayra, it's an assumption it has to be done as a din avodah. So the same way it has to be done by a coin, it has to be done with a coin. So we have the same problem that he can't pick up his begotten during that avodah also. You're right, it's only during the carrying of the wood. To the marocha on the top of the mizbeach, the lava avoda. That's that's for sure, not an Avodah. So at that time, that's where they would pick it up. So the Gemara now asks, but what do they do for the other avodas? Whenever they're carrying the limbs, like we said, that is an avoda. Or whenever they're doing the ikkar avoda, like the zrika, how are they going to walk? Right? How do they walk without getting their clothes their clothes dirty? So the Gemara says Damascus, It's to be they used to walk on the platforms. There used to be these platforms that were built into the. Uh, floor so instead of walking on the floor they would walk on the platforms which was above the blood and that's it's interesting that that's considered as if there's no chatzits as if they're on the floor it's bottled to the floor and that's the way they were careful to walk around on the platforms it sounds like a very weird system honestly just an Arab Pesach and it seems that the reason why it was just an Arab Pesach is because normally there wasn't so many carbonos So the shvach wasn't so apparent. Okay, there's a little blood on the floor. It's not a big deal. But here, there's, if you stop up the azar, the, the blood from flowing out, it would with millions of carbonos, they would get knee-deep. So it shows, you know, dirt, and when did it come out? The whole thing was for one moment. When they're carrying the wood to the maharachah. Because... The other avodas, they're not allowed to go knee deep, right? They have to climb up on the platforms. So the whole thing, they made themselves totally crazy to always walk on the to The rest of the avodah made, drive themselves nuts. So that what? So that when they carried the wood to the mizbeach, they could walk on the floor knee deep, picking up their begadim, in order to show how special the avoda was to them. When they're dafka, not doing avodah, it's like a very interesting twist. Okay, told in the mashit, and then we said, how do we? How did they flay, flay the skin and then take out the Yimurim? So, has Yimurav, and then the Pasuk says, He put them into the bowl and he burned them. So, the Gemara has a kasha. The Gemara asks, Otu, Otu who? Gufe have Is he himself the person who's going to burn it? So, the Gemara's question is like this. Who flays the animal? It doesn't have to be done by a coin. It's not an avoda to take off the hide. So, presumably, it was done by a non-Kohen. So the Lashon of the Mishnah is Mashmah that the person who flayed it took the Amurim onto the Mizbeach. So the Mars says, What do you mean? Only a coin could do that. So the Mars says, leh, The Mishnah means so that in order for a Kohen to go put it on the Mizbech, the one who flayed it wouldn't be the one to do the Akhtar. Says the Gemara Yasuvas when the first group went out and then it got dark, they all waited, and then at night they would carry home their carbon pasach. So the Mishnah says, oh, Everybody would carry the meat in the hide, Mashal swing it behind them. <laughs> exactly like the Arab guys do the same way you see the Arab guys doing this out in the market this is what took place here everybody would carry it like that what's the point of the Gemara? the Gemara is, point is that if you're doing a mitzvah you don't have to be concerned for what you look like even if it seems like you know, a very low unbecoming unbe- un- 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 way to carry something there is a tzarek a mitzvah so a person shouldn't feel beneath them so now we just mentioned the concept that on the Arab Pesach, Shabbos, they bring the karma. So these following things could be Docha the Shabbos. Shechita, so the Shechita, even though Shechita is obviously an you do you're still allowed to do it. Zrika Saddam. Now Zrika Saddam is very unclear. Is there a Malacha involved in the zrika? Is it a Tikkun? What, what exactly is it? What kind of Malacha is violated when a person does rika on the Mikdash? The Mishnah is saying it's Docha Shabbos. The implication is that there's an Issa Daraisa. If it wouldn't, if it wouldn't be an Issa Daraisa, it wouldn't have to be said here. It's very unclear what the issu daraisa of zrika is. But at any rate, it's in the Mishnah. michoy the michoy of the intestines. So michoy is, it would be a lot of waste that was in the intestines, which if they wouldn't squeeze it out from the intestines right away, then everything would smell and stink and the meat later wouldn't be good to eat. And they're gonna eat this meat. The intestines were part of Nesra was being, so they would wanna make sure that right away they would squeeze out all of the waste. Now, squeezing out waste is dash. That's how much what it is. It's extraction from within. So that's something which is <laughs> docha the the burning of the fats on the Mizbech, is all these things are docha All, it makes sense. None of these things could be done before Shabbos, right? If the 14th falls on Shabbos, you can only start Davod. Davod is only good on the 14th, you can't do it on the 13th. So since it's only good on the, on, on the 14th, you can't do it before, Therefore, they could be done on Shabbos. Aval, in contrast, li also, the roasting of the meat of the carbo and the, the rinsing off of the intestines, meaning sometimes they were very dirty on the outside. So you'd want to wash them off. Those things are not because these are malakos that aren't necessary to be done now. So washing off the waste is a form of boer, which is, you know, it's like kind of like think about like very dirty, dusty fruits where the them talk about how it's usher to wash it off because you're separating the dust from the fruit. That's kind of like what this is, and obviously it's Bishel to, to cook the meat. So those things are not allowed to be done on Shabbos. They can be done after Shabbos. Now, says the Mishnah, what about the preliminary things? What about the Hechzer Mitzvah? Are those Docha Shabbos, Ark of also, carrying the animal to the Beis HaMikdosh to Shechtek? In other words, let's say when Shabbos began, it, was, it, was in, it, it, it wasn't by the of HaMikdosh. You hadn't brought your carbon there. So you want to carry the animal doesn't want to walk, so you want to carry it. Are you allowed to carry it? Also, bring it outside the tomb. Or carrying, let's say to cut off a mum over, like a, a, a like a wart that's on the animal's skin. So it's no good the way it is. If you cut it off, it will be good. All these things are in Shabbos, what's the pshat? Because all these hachshar mitzvahs could have been done before Shabbos. So even though right now it's Shabbos and you're stuck, but the bottom line is these things aren't necessary to be done on Shabbos. So since they weren't necessary to be done on Shabbos, that this tana holds, the tana kama holds. They are not doche shabbos. Only the shechita, the zrika, the akdara, things that must be done on shabbos could be doche shabbos. But, but the preliminary acts, the Hekshar, which could have been done before, are not doche. Rabbi Lezer, Omer, no doche and all these things could be doche. Rabbi Lezer holds even the Hekshar, could be doche shabbos. Now we see a long. Dispute about why it should be or should not be. So I'm going to show you So these things, they're only Durbanans. Caring Carrying animal is only durablant, bring Mikhusat Kham is only drabunan cutting off the water is only drabunan We'll elaborate this upon this in the Gemara more. But these things which are only drabundants, shouldn't they? they certainly override the Shabbos? They're only drabunans so, uh, yeah, but there's a big distinction. And I'll show it to you. Yantiv Yochiach. The Hilchos Yantiv proves you're We know you're allowed to cook for anything that's Ochol Nefesh, right? Any food related things you're allowed to do on Yantiv. But any dura bonons are usher on Yantiv, the ones that could have been done before. So let's just give an example. You want to shecht an animal on Yantiv, could you? 100%. Fresh meat tastes better than non fresh meat. So you could shecht on Yantiv because you can't do it before. You want fresh meat. But let's say the animal is and you could have brought it into the trum before Yantif, but you didn't. And you really want that animal on Yantif to shaft, but the one that's outside the trum, what's the halacha? You're not allowed to bring in michutzla trum. What's psha? It's only a The tarot says, We don't care that it's a darabonon and this one is a daraisa. Only things which are necessary to do on Yantif are pushed away. But things which aren't necessary to do on Yantif, you could have done them before Yantif, they're not pushed away. So, so do here. Anything which could have done before Shabbos is not docha Shabbos. Only things which could not have been done before Shabbos are docha. Amadar Rebbe or Mazi Yoshua. What are you talking about, Rishua? How can you compare Rishus to Mitzvah? What well, you want to eat on is a Rishus. There's no Mitzvah. There's no Mitzvah to eat this specific animal. So if there's no Mitzvah, so yeah, there the halacha is that things that could have been done before Shabbos are not Doche. But when you're talking about the carbon Pesach, you're talking about a Mitzvah, then I hold that even things that could have been done before Shabbos still are Doche Shabbos. He replied with a different response. I'll show you from the halacha of Hazah. Sprinkling a person. Let's say somebody was tameh, and it's the seventh day, and the only way that he could become tarred and eligible for the common pasach of he gets the ashes sprinkled on him from the paraduma. So that's a dinder Normally, not to spread, not to sprinkle the ashes on Shabbos because it's fixing the person. It's tikkun. So what happens if it's a person on Arab pesach? Do you do it or do you not? What's the answer? You do not. It's a mitzvah. It's only a dinder It's not doka the Shabbos. It's mesakin the rabbanon said it can't be done. It can't be done on Shabbos. Now we'll have to see in the Gemara exactly why not. Is it because it could have been done before Shabbos? What if it couldn't have been done before Shabbos? So on and so forth. We'll talk about more details in the Gemara. But presumably, Rabbi Akiva is showing again is that anything which could have been done before Shabbos, when it's a drabanon, doesn't push away Shabbos. It's only a drabanon, and here it's a mitzvah in order to do the carbon. It doesn't override the Shabbos. So too, you, Altis, Ma'ilu, you shouldn't be astonished by what I'm saying about these halachas bringing the animal chutzal carrying it to the base, of mitzvah, even though it's a mitzvah for the carbon pasach. They ain't mitzvah, and they're only a drabanon. He shouldn't override Shabbos. Amar Abba Lazar, ani dan. I disagree with your with your premise. Your premise is that you can't sprinkle the person with the ashes of the parah aduma on Arab pesach. I disagree with the example. I say the same way you could do the shechita and override shabbos. Then koshering you should be allowed to sprinkle the ashes on the person to be dolch shabbos. So you're making a kava Homer based on the premise that you can't. I hold is not true. I, the same way, I disagree with bringing the animal mi chom or carrying it. I would disagree with that one as well. Shkudishiyah malachu dolch shabbos if which is a darais and it still pushes away shabbos Haza, then sprinkling of the person shehimishim shuvos which is only one and ain't no Certainly, it would be the Shabbos. So, bottom line is, we'll stop here for today. We have Machlokes Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Akiva whether hech share mitzvah the things that could have been done before Shabbos, but are only drabanan, do they push away the Shabbos or not? Rabbi Akiva says they do not. Only Shkita and so on and so forth, which must be done on Shabbos, is it pushes away Shabbos. But things which are preliminary do not. And Rabbi Lezer says no. Anything which is a drabanan, even if it could have been done before Shabbos, is also allowed to push away the Shabbos lutzorech mitzvah.